One's a movie buff. One watches movies just enough. Together, fun will be had by all. This is Nadine Katie at the Movies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another brand new episode of Nadine Katie at the Movies. I am your host, Nathan, a.k.a. Nady, of course. This is the <laughs> very first episode without my good, good, good friend, Katie. And I just don't know what I'm going to do, except find another co-host with oh, my good, hey. good, good friend, Maddie. I was going to say, now do we call it Natty and Maddie at the movies? No, <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm just going to call you Matthew. This okay, is so. my good friend, Matthew. Hi, Matthew. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing really good. So if you're listening, then you may recognize Matthew's voice. He joined us for our season two finale, where we brought all our Star Wars fan friends on <laughs> just to chat about every single Star Wars movie and TV show. So Matthew joined us for that. Yeah. So Matthew invited me to go see the movie that we're going to be talking about today. The movie Air. Before we jump into the movie, I'm going to do what I always do, which is a synopsis. Air follows the history of shoe salesman Sonny Vaccaro and how he led Nike in pursuit of the greatest athlete in the history of basketball, Michael Jordan. This movie stars Matt Damon as Sonny. Matt Damon was in Goodwill Hunting and The Martian. Jason Bateman as Rob Strasser. I think that's how you say his name. Jason Bateman right, was yeah. in Arrested Development and Zootopia. It also stars and is directed by Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck plays Phil Knight, and he was in the movies Argo, and he also is the latest Batman, soon not to be Batman anymore. And this movie also stars Viola Davis as Dolores Jordan, Michael Jordan's mother. Viola Davis is known for Fences, The Woman King, and also plays Amanda Waller in the DCEU, and I guess the DCU. I don't know what's going on over there. Matthew, what did you think of the movie Air? Nathan, I told you when we were coming out of the movie theater that I was going to like it no matter what. Like, even if it wasn't good, I was still going to like it because I'm just such a Matt Damon fanboy. I'm, I'm here to see Matt Damon. I, I just love Matt Damon. And then it turns out it was a good movie. So that was a bonus. Like, you know, I thought it was really well constructed and and pretty cleverly written. And I haven't seen every single Ben Affleck directed movie. I did not see Gone Baby Gone yet. Read the book, but have not seen the movie. But everything else he's done, what, The Town, Argo, all the other things that he's directed... Also, he's just a better actor when he's directing the movie. Like, and I don't know why that is, but like, I'm not impressed with his Batman. I'm not like, not to, like, I'm not impressed with his other movies always. But like, when he's directing it, maybe he just has more skin in the game. And so he's like, he, he brings his A game. I thought he was really good. Like, he did, he did a great job. Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why when they announced that he was supposedly going to be directing a Batman movie. I was actually looking forward to it because he, like you said, he does a really good job with his acting because I think he's just really good at directing himself. Like he knows what he wants himself to do. You just picture him being like on one side of the chair or one side of the camera and be like, Hey, 
over here. No, I'm over here. I'm I'm acting now. No, I'm director Ben. I'm not actor Ben. <laughs> what I liked about this movie is because, you know, I, I don't know if you've been following along with episodes, but almost every movie we've seen and every movie that we're going to see after this one is either a sequel or a remake. And this movie is not a sequel. It's not a remake. It is based on true events, which a lot of the movies that we are seeing are also as well. But for me, I am a sucker for based on true events movies. I love inspirational movies because not only do you watch it and you learn about, you know, the historical background of everything going on in the world, but also if you want to, I didn't really do this, but if you want to, you can go home and check to see what they got right and what they didn't, what they, you know, Hollywoodized about the story. Um, And so that's why I like about movies that are based on true stories, but also going back to the fact that, this is just a breath of fresh air from, you know, all these other sequels. And does this, does the movie air have to be connected to a basketball cinematic universe where they bring all the basketball players together in one big epic? No, you you don't need that. And so that's what I really enjoyed about this movie. But one of the biggest things I really enjoyed is I loved the acting. I, I think we already talked about that kind of sort of Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, you had an all-star cast in this movie. You have Jason Bateman. I love Jason Bateman in Arrested Development. I I think he's hilarious. But what what I told you after the movie was, I really like when comedic actors are allowed to do dramatic roles. Now, Jason Bateman was funny in this movie, but he had some pretty serious moments. I think for me, and I know you love Matt Damon, but I think for me, Jason Bateman, even though his role wasn't that big, was kind of like the highlight for me out of all the acting. I would agree. I thought he was incredible. He, I, I've always loved his acting. I loved him in Arrested Development. Um, Ozark was amazing. Oh, well, I didn't see the last couple of seasons, but the first two seasons that I did watch, um, I really, really liked him. And he, he is funny. He's natural. And he just gives that monologue, what, two-thirds of the way through the movie where he just punches me in the gut talking about seeing his daughter for four hours on every Sunday like that. And that's, and that's all he gets. And I think he is brilliant. And of course, Viola Davis, obviously like she brings that movie home and she is so smart and nuanced. And I mean, she's every single thing she's in is a friggin' masterclass. Like she, she's, she's just brilliant. But I will say this, I was kind of disappointed that she didn't do one of her iconic acting moments where she gets so emotional that she starts yelling and crying. And I'm sorry, I'm getting emotional, but she starts having a little stock come out of her nose. And I miss that in this movie. You had a term for it, Nathan. What was it? It was like, it was like, like the Snotsker moment. You know, it, it's the moment where you know she's going to win the Oscar is when she's crying and snot comes out of her nose. No, I'm 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 not making fun of Viola Davis. She is a phenomenal actress, but that also goes back to the fact that I don't think there was a weak link in this movie when it comes to acting. But hold on one second. I feel like they were acting. It felt like they were just talking and being real people in this world. 
There is one thing I want to talk about because sure. usually we talk about our likes and dislikes. For me, what I'm about to mention isn't really a dislike, but it's a dislike for some people. No, you can't. You can't. You got it. Hold on. So I want to touch on something that, you know, I didn't really have that many dislikes for this movie. But one thing that a lot of people from what I've heard and researched about, you know, the reviews of this movie, one thing that people were kind of eh about is the fact that this is about how Nike ended up signing Michael Jordan for this big shoe, you know, contract. A lot of people were wondering, hey, where is Michael Jordan in this movie? They do have someone standing in for him. So you see someone who's supposed to be like a teenage Michael Jordan. And so he is there, but he isn't the star of the movie, even though it's about, you know, him signing on to Nike. Matthew, what did you think of the fact that, yes, it is a movie about Nike signing Michael Jordan, but Michael Jordan really isn't in it that much. What did you think? That is such a great question because that is honestly, it's like the elephant in the room. After we parted ways, I my sister ha- just happened to call me and we were talking about it. And I said, she's like, how are you? I'm like, I'm great. I just got to see an awesome movie with a guy I really liked. So I told her about the movie and she's like, oh, well, who's playing Michael Jordan? I was like, that's the thing is that he isn't a character. He's an idea. And it did not bother me at all. I thought it was an interesting choice. I thought it was a little weird. But it was a strong choice, and it was very deliberate, and I thought it made a whole lot of sense. And they set you up for it. Um, Like, in the first meeting where um, Matt Damon and Viola Davis have their scene together, he asks, can I see Michael? And she says, we're not ready for that yet. My one quibble with this movie is that they had a person there. Like, they had, like, a base. It was essentially a body double. You never see his face. You see him in the room. I would say if I were directing this movie, which I am not because I'm not nearly that talented, but I would I wouldn't even show any of him. Just like if he's in the scene, just don't show him. Like, why are we seeing his back? Why are we we don't it's just that we never see his face. Michael Jordan is so godlike that we cannot have images of his face in this movie is what it felt like to me. And I would say just then, then don't put him in. Don't write him into a scene if if you're not going to show his face. That was my only quibble, but really it did not bother me. While the whole movie is about him, it's not about him. It's about people who believed in him. And, the, the, and his journey to his success was paved by people who bet everything on him. M- most importantly, his mother. And... And Viola Davis just knocked that out of the park. And it's like, if we added Michael Jordan as a character, we'd be talking about, oh, who's playing him? And how was his portrayal of Michael Jordan? And and it's not about that. It's about the people who believed in him enough to make him the best player of all time. It's funny you said, you know, people would be criticizing the performance of whoever played him. Because that's exactly what Ben Affleck said. Because obviously that was a question that he got as well. You know, you're the director. Why didn't you have somebody come in and play Michael Jordan? And he said, because he didn't want to take away from the actual, what the story was. The story was not about just Michael Jordan. It was about the journey of 
this guy who was basically down on his luck, almost almost getting fired from his job, being questioned why he was even there. And then he has this idea. He sees this tape of Michael Jordan. That's where I'm kind of okay that they showed him because they showed Michael Jordan before he was Michael Jordan. You know, he comes in as this 18 year old kid who is basically being managed by his mother. And so she's kind of dragging him to these meetings. I, I was okay with seeing the person standing in for Michael Jordan. It wouldn't have made sense to have the actual Michael Jordan in the movie because they show it in the in the credits. They show the actual Michael Jordan talking about his mother and you know how influential influential she was in his life. So we got Michael Jordan in a movie about Michael Jordan. I thought it was interesting that they showed him as a teenager, very reluctant, not sure where he wanted to go, who he wanted to sign with. That's why I thought it was okay that he was there because it showed you how reluctant he was. That's an interesting distinction that you make because this felt very Argo like, like this is Ben Affleck. Like at the beginning of the movie, there's like actual footage, like real footage. The scouting tape that Matt Damon watches um, is of the real Michael Jordan. It's not like they're getting a guy to go play him on the court. And and so like yeah you have a stand in actor and I, I I get it but that's a really good distinction that you made is that you get you get the Michael Jordan you get the real Michael Jordan and then you get a guy basically his stand in like if you were playing Michael Jordan in a movie they, they would have a body double like and that's and that's what you get in this movie and that's and and again it's fine it's it's not about this man as a character it's just this man as an idea. It kind of reminds me of, and this may be a really bad comparison, but it reminds me of the show Smallville. I don't know if you ever watched it. It's one one of my favorite shows of all time. I've never seen it. I'm so sorry. I cannot okay. wait to see it. I need well, to see it. Well, it's okay. We can still be friends. Okay. But it kind of cool. reminds me of that because a lot of people were upset that Clark Kent never, quote unquote, became Superman until the very end of the show. And you never got to see him in his iconic Superman suit. People were very upset about that. And it kind of brings me to the movie Air. It's not about Superman. Smallville's not about Superman. It's about Clark Kent becoming Superman. Air is not about Michael Jordan. It's essentially about Michael Jordan becoming, quote unquote, Michael Jordan. And so that's why, again, I was okay with not seeing Michael Jordan's face, because again, it reminds me of that. Why I was okay as a fan of Smallville, why I was okay with not seeing Clark Kent in a Superman suit, because that's not what it was about. I was okay with seeing the back of Michael Jordan. I was okay with not having to see his face. And it kind of goes back to what Ben Affleck said is if you had somebody playing Michael Jordan, you saw his face. The first thing people would say is he doesn't look like Michael Jordan. That's what people were so hard on about uh, Austin Butler playing Elvis because they're like, Austin Butler doesn't look like Elvis. No, but he embodies him. He he he's that presence. And it all comes to the point when Matt Damon says that awesome monologue, which as Mm. a Christian, Mm. I'm like, boom, that's prophecy. Um, But (laughs) I was I was like, did he just prophesy over Michael Jordan? Did he just promise that? Um, <laughs> Testify. <laughs> but, but my one hang up about that moment, though, is they kind of cheapened it by making it like, like, oh, I just made that up. It was like, I didn't really mean it. 
Like, it, I don't know where that came from. And they kind of like made a joke about this really serious, like inspirational monologue. And I'm like, wow, that was a really good job making that up. I'm like, to me, those lines kind of cheap in that moment. But I, I was like, he just prophesied. So funny you say that because I, that's what I loved about this movie was that you have this incredible monologue, like a prophecy. And then at the end, we want to come down. We want to, we, we, we want to joke. We want, and they, and they just, then they, boom, they quip and it's funny. And, and you're like, like, I, I'm not, I'm not lying when I'm saying that I was like crying at the end of that monologue. And then those lines allowed me to laugh again and get back in the story. And I was like, and so that it, it, to me, it didn't cheapen it to me. That was just like crafty storytelling. And yes, maybe that is a cheap laugh. Okay, fine. I, to me, it did not take away any of the power of that monologue. It was one of the best monologues ever written for film. It was so good. And the way they cut it together with real life footage of the real Michael Jordan that is just such good storytelling. And then I think this is probably Ben Affleck's decision to say, well, let's let's lighten the mood. Or maybe it was Jason Bateman just being goofy. Like you get comedic actors in a room, they're gonna they're gonna take the the heat out, you know? And it, it, and so I wondered if if that was just like if that's why they did it. But to me, it didn't take away any of that monologue. It's basically zoomed in on Matt Damon's face giving this monologue a man who believes in Michael Jordan so much that no matter what happens to you in this life you will be the greatest player who like and and we want to represent you and we're the only ones who can see this so like the fact that they go to humor immediately afterwards I I just really like that in storytelling anyway like I love gut punches and then a laugh or a laugh and then a gut punch that's why Hassan Minaj is one of my favorite comedians is because he will have a whole room busting a gut about something and then completely silent 30 seconds later because he just dropped a truth, you know, and this was kind of the inverse of that. Was there anything else in this movie that you were like, that, that just wasn't for me? I want to go with likes first. The guy who played Michael Jordan's dad, I don't even know the actor's name, but he looked so much like Michael Jordan <laughs> that, that I was like, I don't need to see Michael Jordan's face. That kind of canceled out my dislike of I'm never going to see him, but I'm seeing where Michael Jordan came from because there's a scene where when Matt, Matt Damon pulls up to their house, the guy's like fixing his car, washing his car, I can't remember, and it looks like Michael Jordan. I was like, okay, I am totally fine not seeing an actor portray Michael Jordan. That is totally fine. In terms of dislikes, I really, I just don't really have any. <laughs> I, like, I love the movie that much. Yeah, that's kind of that's like how where I landed too, um, which is funny because Katie and I were actually talking about this movie because there's like a little bit of a space in between Mario and guardians of the galaxy volume three in our list of movies that we're going to go see. And so we briefly talked about going to see air and then Katie was like, Oh, I just watched the trailer. That looks boring. And I was like, yeah, I mean, it's a movie about a shoot. And so we both were like, we're not going to go see that. So when you asked me to go see it, I was like, you know what? I trust Matthew. So not saying I don't trust Katie, but Let's go see it. And so we went to go see it. It kind of reminded me of the Star Wars movie Rogue One, where everyone was like, oh, this movie's just about finding the Death Star plans. This movie's going to be stupid and boring. And then you go see it and you're like, man, that was freaking epic. This movie, 
I wouldn't say it's freaking epic, but I will say it was very well done, very well acted. It was a very good story. And so I'm just going to go ahead and tell you my rating. Are you ready for this? I'm giving the movie Air a six out of six stars. Six out of six? Yeah, I'm going to give this movie a six out of six. It was a breath of fresh air, not a sequel. A breath of fresh air? It was just good. (laughs) Breath of fresh air. It was just a good movie. It was a good movie. So, Matthew, what would you give Air one out of six stars? I want to go back to what you said about how this is not a sequel. It's not a franchise. It is a once-off original screenplay. And that is, a, a, as you said, a breath of fresh, quote, air. And can't argue with it. It's six out of six. They're like, what's not to like? I loved this movie. I'm going to, no, you know what? I'm going to give it six basketballs, not six stars. I'm going to give it the six rings Michael Jordan won as a champion. He won six championship rings. I'm going to give it six rings. You heard it. Matthew and I both gave this movie six whatevers out of six. So by the time this episode drops, it's already been in theaters for a while. It might still be in theaters because it's done really well. It's actually done really well in the box office. So go out and see it. It's a very good movie. Next up is a movie I've already seen. I'm not going to give too much away of how I felt about it, except it was, eh. It's the movie Renfield, the Dracula movie. (laughs) I'm laughing because I can't believe I wanted to go see this. It's the Dracula movie starring Nicolas Cage as Dracula. That's right. I'm going to review a Nicolas Cage movie. (sighs) Good times. So thank you for listening, everybody. You can follow us on our social media platforms. And if you want to help people find the show, then please, please, please leave a review and then share the show with your friends. Make sure you follow us. Don't just listen and be like, eh, just listen to one episode. Be sure to follow us. And be sure to leave a review because, again, that's how people find the show. Now, Matthew, I usually let Katie uh, end the show with something from the movie, a line, something that relates to what we just watched. So how would you like to end this episode about air? The catchphrase from the movie was, a shoe is only a shoe until someone steps in it. And that is true for your life. You are only you until you step into it. Go live your life. Be the best you possible and wear the best shoe possible, which may or may not be an Air Jordan. I don't know. But what if the shoe doesn't fit? Thanks for listening to Nady and Katie at the Movies. Feel free to leave us a review so people can find the show. Follow us on all our social media platforms. And if there's a movie that you want us to watch, feel free to contact us at nadyandkatie at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day.